0: Chapter 12 of the Queen of Hearts This is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Lynn Thompson The Queen of Hearts by Wilkie Collins Chapter 12 Brother Morgan's story of the dream woman Chapter 1 I had not been settled much more than six weeks in my country practice When I was sent for to a neighboring town to consult with a resident medical man there on a case of a very dangerous illness My horse had come down with me at the end of a long ride the night before and had hurt himself Luckily much more than he had hurt his master Being deprived of the animal services I started for my destination by the coach There were no railways at that time and I hoped to get back again toward the afternoon in the same way, after the consultation was over. I went to the principal inn of the town to wait for the coach. When it came up, it was full inside and out. there was no resource left me but to get home as cheaply as I could by hiring a jig. The price asked for this accommodation struck me as being so extortionate that I determined to look out for an inn of inferior pretensions. And to try if I could not make a better bargain with a less prosperous establishment I Soon found a likely looking house dingy and quiet with an old-fashioned sign that had evidently not been repainted for many years past The landlord in this case was not above making a small profit And as soon as we came to terms he rang the yard-bell to order the jig Has Robert not come back from that errand? Asked the landlord appealing to the waiter who answered the bell no sir he hasn't Well, then you must wake up isaac Wake up isaac. I repeated that sounds rather odd do your hostlers go to bed in the daytime This one does said the landlord smiling to himself in rather a strange way and Dreams too added the waiter. I shan't forget the turn it gave me the first time I heard him Never you mind about that retorted the proprietor you go and rouse isaac up the gentleman's waiting for his jig The landlord's manner and the waiter's manner expressed a great deal more than they either of them said I began to suspect that I might be on the trace of something professionally Interesting to me as a medical man and I thought I should like to look at the hostler before the waiter awakened him Stop a minute I interposed I have rather a fancy for seeing this man before you wake him up I'm a doctor and if this queer sleeping and dreaming of his comes from anything wrong in his brain I may be able to tell you what to do with him I rather think you will find his complaint past all doctoring sir said the landlord but if you would like to see him you're welcome I'm sure he led the way across a yard and down a passage to the stables Opened one of the doors and waiting outside himself told me to look in I Found myself in a two-stall stable in one of the stalls a horse was munching his corn in the other an old man was lying asleep on the litter I Stooped and looked at him attentively It was a withered woe-begone face The eyebrows were painfully contracted the mouth was fast set and drawn down at the corners the hollow wrinkled cheeks and the scanty grizzled hair told their own tale of some past sorrow or suffering He was drawing his breath convulsively when I first looked at him and in a moment more he began to talk in his sleep Wake up. I heard him say in a quick whisper through his clinched teeth wake up there murder He moved one lean arm slowly till it rested over his throat shuddered a little and turned on his straw then the arm left his throat the hand stretched itself out and clutched at the side toward which he had turned as if He fancied himself to be grasping at the edge of something I saw his lips move and bent lower over him. He was still talking in his sleep Light gray eyes he murmured and a droop in the left eyelid Flaxen hair with a gold yellow streak in it all right mother fair white arms with a down on them little lady's hand with a reddish look under the finger nails the knife always the cursed knife first on one side then on the other aha you she-devil where's the knife at the last word his voice rose and he grew restless on a sudden i saw him shudder on the straw his withered face became distorted and he threw up both his hands with a quick hysterical grasp they struck against the bottom of the manger under which he lay and the blow awakened him I Had just time to slip through the door and close it before his eyes were fairly open and his senses his own again Do you know anything about that man's past life I said to the landlord yes, sir I know pretty well all about it was the answer and an uncommon queer story it is Most people don't believe it. It's true though for all that why just look at him continued the landlord Opening the stable door again poor devil He's so worn out with his restless nights that he's dropped back into his sleep already Don't wake him I said I'm in no hurry for the jig wait till the other man comes back from his errand And in the meantime suppose I have some lunch and a bottle of sherry and suppose you come and help me to get through it the heart of mine host as I had anticipated warmed to me over his own wine he soon became communicative on the subject of the man asleep in the stable and by little and little I drew the whole story out of him Extravagant and incredible as the events must appear to everybody They are related here just as I heard them and just as they happened End of section 12 chapter 1